Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View. Hope you're having a great day. This is the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live work and play and one of the great reasons for for living in coastal mississippi uh, being part of what is we refer to as the gulf south is that we are we we live and die the saints but at least most of us do the new Orleans saints are, are our favorite and i'm 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 privileged to have jeff duncan back with us he's a columnist for the atlantic he's been on the show several times he's a former uh, columnist and reporter for the Times Picayunanola.com. We actually work together in, in in New Orleans. He's he has been he's a celebrated and awarded guy and and one of the reasons why is because he's really good. He's smart. He knows a lot about the Saints, but he's been covering the Saints longer than any other uh, columnist or reporter in the U.S. So you're uh, you're enjoying that distinction, aren't you, Jeff? That just makes me feel old, Ricky, but I guess <laughs> I'm getting old. You know, tw- two decades, man. I can remember when I first got to New Orleans in 2000 and, and covering Jim Hazlitt, the new coach, and Ricky Williams. And it doesn't seem that long ago to me. It's hard to believe it's been two decades. It really is. It really is incredible. And, you, man, you've been through so much. You've been through you know, uh, challenging times in New Orleans with Katrina and the aftermath of Katrina and then – you know, just just you know, changes in the industry. You're with the Athletic now, and we had a great Coast View session with Jeff talking about the Athletic and what it is, and and it's a great startup. Is and it's I guess even in this pandemic, it's holding its own. I guess, huh? Yeah, no, we're doing we're very lucky, and uh, subscriptions going up right now. We've seen a huge spike, as you would probably forecast, with the start of football season. People excited about practices, not only at the NFL level, but the college level, and um, let's hope it continues because uh, as long as we have football, I think uh, everyone in this sports industry uh, is going to be able to stay afloat. Yeah, so, you know, I came, you know, as you well know, came from a media background, um, but the athletic has such a unique business model, and they're onto something. And uh, you see this sort of play out in New Orleans with, with, with the hiring of Jeff and the team that's around Jeff. Pretty, pretty awesome. Tell them how to get to The Athletic, incidentally, while we're on the subject. Well, we've got an exciting new app that's coming out, Ricky. That's um, going to be a really great user experience for all of our readers. We've got a bunch of new podcasts in our lineup. Uh, so there's really a little bit of something for everybody there. You can go to theathletic.com. We have a free trial subscription right now. You can also get 40% off a yearly subscription, and it's only $60 a year. So you can get 40% off that for a year and try it out. Uh, you know, I tell people it's it's cheaper than getting a Frappuccino at your Starbucks every month, you know, and there's so many great journalists there. And I've got a really uh, in-depth story on the uh, 15-year anniversary of Katrina and how the New Orleans Saints navigated that, uh, you know, experience along with my colleague, Larry Holder. We worked on that for a long time. And uh, I think your readers and listeners and viewers would all uh, enjoy reading that story because it's really one of the more remarkable stories in all of sports where the Saints were before the storm coming through that and where they're at now is really night and day. My friend Larry Holder, tell him I said hello for sure. What a sure. what a great guy he is. 
you uh you guys you got a great team so listen um I mentioned to you before we before we came on the uh, on the show. It's you know with the training camp delay and all. I mean, it's just been it's been interesting talking to people. Some people are really paying attention to the training camp. I think some people aren't really paying enough attention right now that we football is about to start. So t- tell me about kind of w- what's going on these days. No, I think you're spot on. I think obviously we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, people are out of work. I mean, there's so many things to be distracted by right now that. I think this football season is going to sneak up on a lot of people. I mean, we're two weeks, less than two weeks away from the first game uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, A lot of other college teams have been in practice for a while. I've been to a bunch of Tulane practices. And I don't even think a lot, the vast majority of people even know that these practices are going on. And rightfully so, because these unprecedented times we're in, uh, I really believe this is going to be a football season like no other we've ever experienced. But we're going to have a football season. And, um, you know, in the past shows, you talked about how the Saints organization and the NFL have been incredibly rigorous about learning from all the other leagues really around the world and making sure that they embody the best practices that they're learning about in the way they begin to crank up the uh, the, the training camps with the incredible rigor around testing and then, and then how they handle the camps, you know, the camp itself, how they're limiting uh, the way media can be engaged in the camp and all of that. But, but it's, it's got to feel strange for you in this, this environment. But so far, so good, right? Yeah, the New Orleans Saints have been uh, incredibly fortunate so far. I think it's a testament to their, their rigorous, uh, you know, protocols and also the discipline of everyone involved with the team. Uh, they've had one positive test so far uh, from a player that was Dwayne Washington just the other day. Now, uh, owner Gail Benson uh, has been infected, uh, but that had nothing to do with uh, the football operation. She actually got that. I believe she got that while on vacation out of town. Uh, Otherwise, there really hasn't been much to report. I really think the league, what they learned, Ricky, was that you have to head off the virus at the pass. In other words, you've got to try and keep it out of your operation uh, before before you get to practicing and going to meetings. And that's what they've tried to do as best they can. Uh, I think people were getting tested long before they arrived at Saints Camp in July. And anybody that got it back then has probably been in quarantine and, and now has immunity buildup, at least temporarily. And they've managed to keep this virus, at least for now, out of their bubble, if you will. They kind of have a semi-bubble But I can tell you, I mean, for the media, we we go through testing every day. We have to answer uh, questions, uh, surveys every day. We get tested. I've been tested over eight times. I also had an antibody test. Uh, When we go to practice, we're not allowed to stand within six feet. We have to adhere to social distancing protocols. We wear a tracking device uh, that the NFL is assigned to everyone at practice, and that tracking device uh, will flash that we wear it around our necks. If we're within six feet of someone else that's wearing one, which everyone's got one on, and that will flash, and it will flash faster and faster the longer we're within six feet of that person. And then if we're there for, say, longer than 10 minutes, if I'm standing talking to you for longer than 10 minutes within six feet, it'll start beeping. So these tracing devices uh, also allow them to find out who we've been in contact with the entire time in case we do end up testing positive. Someone in the bubble 
uh, can be traced and, and they can quickly get their hands around how many people you come in contact with to try and prevent this thing from spreading. Wow, that's that is, gosh, it's so interesting how they're how they're approaching that. But the athletic is in a unique position because you've got colleagues all around the country covering other uh, other NFL teams. What are you hearing from them? Uh, all the protocols are the same at all these NFL camps. And by and large, Ricky, I mean, the, the league has done a good job. Most of these teams have managed to uh, prevent infection or prevent at least the spread of infection. And I think that's one thing we've learned, right? I think early on when everyone thought, how can football be played because of the inherent physical contact of the sport, people understandably were putting two and two together and saying, how's that going to work? Uh, they're going to be right next to each other, breathing on each other, spitting on each other. Well, the whole idea is to prevent you from ever catching it before you get to that point. And that's what the league has, I think, learned from these other leagues is you've got to prevent the, the virus from ever getting in the bubble. And once you do that, then you can kind of operate as, as uh, you know, as you always have in terms of the physical sport. So that is uh, that is so interesting hearing about all that rigor. And will be interesting as the, as the season starts to crank up, you know, all those protocols will be the, the key to success going forward. And, you you know, you said this early on. You said you've got a Roger Goodell. And when you've got a Roger Goodell, not necessarily specifically him, but you've got a lead guy and, in, in, you know, head of the NFL. So you have, you know, the bucks kind of starts there and it, and it passes down. That, that, that contrasting that to college football, you had, you said long before we started to hear about what was going to happen in college football, that it was going to be mismatch and some were going to play, some were not going to play because you didn't have sort of a you know NCAA head and everything go from there. And it's really panned out that way, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know, look, this the NFL is a $15 billion business. Uh, they have a ton of resources and they've been on this for months all the way back since the early outbreaks in March. So it wasn't something that, that was just going to slip up on them. They've done a, put a lot of work, invested a lot of resources into having a football season. And I think the leadership there from Roger Goodell and all the executives in the NFL offices on Park Avenue in New York, uh, they understand what's at stake. There's a lot of money involved. It's important, I think, to the country to have NFL football. Uh, and I think that leadership, strong leadership, in this time has served the league well compared to college football, which is kind of every conference and almost every team for itself out there. And I think we've seen the difference in how these two respective sports have managed this crisis. It's going to be so interesting to see how all this plays out. That is for sure. This is Jeff Duncan from The Athletic. Um, he's covered the Saints more than any other human being on earth. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make him an old guy. He just started when he was young. But he really he really does know this, the, the Saints well. When we come back, I'm actually interested. Let's get inside the training camp and let's see what, what's evolving there. What are we learning so far? Uh, we'll be back after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.